Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real-life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. Welcome to episode number 12 of the podcast series. If we haven't been introduced before, my name is Alice, I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I am honoured to be the host of this podcast series. I've got to ask you, do you ever meet those people in life who you could chat to for hours, whose accomplishments and gifts and talents and things that they've learned are just fascinating? Well, I've got to tell you, this podcast episode was one of those moments for me. I sat down with Paige Griffith, who's a multi-passionate entrepreneur She's based in the US and we talked more about her businesses and how we as entrepreneurs can pursue efficiency in the work that we do. Let me tell you, if there's anyone who knows about what it looks like to be efficient in the work that you do, it's Paige. Just to give you a bit of a teaser of her story, she established herself as a photographer whilst in law school and since graduating has grown it to a six-figure business, all while still working full-time in the law industry. Not only that, but she spends time with her family, she sees her friends, she has a mantra of work hard, play hard, and she's also launching a different project later on this year. Crazy, I know. (laughs) So if you want to hear more about how she does it, what's next for her, and how Paige still manages to hold that mantra of work hard, play hard, then keep on listening. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Alice. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great episode. So for people that don't already know you, they're not already connected with what you do, tell us a bit more about yourself, what you do, what you get up to, and what your passions are. No problem. So my name is Paige Griffith. I live in Missoula, Montana, in what we like to call the last best place on earth. Uh, Montana (laughs) is a beautiful, beautiful location uh, to build my home and establish myself here. I'm from Montana. Uh, I have had a phenomenal opportunity in my life to travel lots and live in different places, Um, but I decided to come back to Montana and put some roots back in my hometown, which is lovely. So I am a wedding and portrait photographer with a business called Page Marie Photography. And I have built that business for about the past six years into a six-figure photography business that I'm really proud of and something that I'm passionate about. And I love now teaching other uh, small businesses, um, how to build a profitable business. And I also like to teach other photographers, beginning photography and wedding photography and how they can more or less get into the photography market and be successful. Um, on the other hand, I am also an attorney, which is kind of like catch 22 here. Yeah, I love uh, it. <laughs> so I Uh, Went to law school, started in 2013, graduated in 2016. So you're kind of getting a time frame here of I started my photography business right before I went to law school and built that during law school. So I was going to law school full time, graduated in 2016, and then have been working full time as an attorney for the past two years. So I work in the eight to five job Monday through Friday, a very, very busy job. That's very demanding. Uh, I love the legal side um, of my brain and I love working in that environment, but I also 
love my photography and it has honestly taken my life in a different trajectory than I imagined it to take. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I am actually finishing up my eight to five job in August. Mm -hmm. And I have decided that instead of the traditional route of going into a law firm, I'm going to follow my passions and what my heart is telling me to do. And I am going to combine photography and the law and helping small businesses into one. So I'm starting what's called the legal page, hence my name and play on words. I love it. Uh, <laughs> which is a legal consulting and business consulting firm for small business entrepreneurs. That's amazing. You have so much going on there. Like it amazes me. Like when you talk about you've grown a six figure business, which first of all is incredible. And then you're like, oh, but that's not just it. Alongside that, I work full time and I'm starting up this other stuff. I think that's amazing. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Yeah. Tell us more about you going into photography, because obviously it's a super saturated market you can just search the word photographer in a location into Google and so many results came up, come up, so many different people doing incredible stuff. So what did that journey look like to stepping into that industry and growing yourself to the place that you are now? Yeah, so to start, I mean, every photographer is a creator. You know, they've got a creative side of their brain. They usually start out with with it as a hobby and a passion project on the side. And that's definitely where I started. Um, I knew through college that academia was like my one track um, to getting to where I wanted to be in life. And, you know, just growing up and becoming an adult and really, really figuring out who I was, I knew that there was like this creative side that was missing. Um, it's, I'm not one of those people necessarily that's like, oh, I had a camera wanted to be a photographer. I think I had a lot of different creative passions um, in high school and in college. And I watched a lot of photographers in my hometown uh, of Missoula. And then I also went to school out in the Seattle, Washington area. So I watched a lot of photographers out there kind of getting into social media. You know, this is the time frame of about 2012 to 2013. And I don't know, I kind of just really wanted to jump into it and make, you know, start out with a passion, start taking photos of my friends and family. And Missoula in particular, um, I, I kind of have a different background in photography because unlike starting a photography business in a larger city with a larger population, obviously that's still saturated, but Missoula in particular is saturated with photographers. Um, and I don't mean saturated the connotation in a bad sense. I just m mean, you know, like everybody knows there's lots of photographers out there trying to make it. And so we had some, you know, we've had phenomenal photographers that have worked for decades in Montana and have established businesses. And then we have the Rocky Mountain School of Photography here in Missoula. So we have people from all over the country coming to this photography school. It's super well known. It's a phenomenal school. And then we have little old me like coming out of college, going into law school and being like, yeah, sure, I'll give photography a try. <laughs> um, and honestly, Alice, it kind of just came from my passion and I think hard work ethic and I started, like I said, taking photos of family and friends and doing it for free and trying to build a portfolio. And that was kind of the aha moment for me. I was like, I love this. It brings me such joy. And I love giving people beautiful photos to last a lifetime. I love making people laugh. 
Um, and all of, you know, lots of my free clients and clients at the beginning, I just created really good established connections with. And I, it, it just kind of took off from there. Honestly, I think I put a lot of my heart and soul into it and really honed in on my brand. And then in two to three years, it just started picking up speed and people started recognizing me in my hometown. And then for the past two to three years, it's really just blown up into more than I ever imagined. Yeah, which is incredible. And I, I love that you acknowledged in there, like when you started, you started it because you, you were passionate about it and you loved it. And you didn't mm -hmm. start it because necessarily you wanted to grow this huge business or make all this money or do this big thing, but you love doing something and you thought, hey, can I turn this into something that I do full time? Um, and I'm curious, probably more personally, if you'd grown your business to that place of it being six figure, or obviously it's very successful, you're very established, was there never a point for you where you said, I should do this full time? What made you want to decide studying and working? Yeah, well, I mean, I was already in the middle of law school, so I think that was pretty much it. I have worked my entire life in education and academia, and like constantly, that was kind of my uh, like pers that was who I was, you know, that defined me and I love school <laughs> as nerdy as that sounds. So I think that going to law school was a really good choice for me, but it was really in the middle of law school that I was like, Hmm, okay, well I am doing school and I'm doing really well in law school, but I don't, you know, like I don't love it. Um, I didn't, I didn't think that like going to a law firm was for me. And so instead, you know, during that time, I'm one of those people that really believes in fate and everything kind of happens for a reason. Uh, I've been instilled by that, you know, from growing up and my parents always said that. And my family has been very, very supportive of me and trying to transition from, Paige is going to be a very successful lawyer and she's a go-getter in the law world to, okay, well, Paige now has a, a photography business that she loves and we can tell she's more passionate about. Um, so when you say, you know, like, do I want to do it full time? The answer is yes. It just took me four years to get there. <laughs> so, you know, four years ago was about when I was in the middle of law school and I said, you know, what should I do? Should I, should I go and take a job in the law and see how it goes? Or should I just throw complete caution to the wind and continue with my photography business and see where it goes? And I, I chose the former because I, four years ago, I wasn't making six figures and I was passionate about my photography and loving it, but I, I just didn't foresee it being like a complete awesome way to make in income at that point. Mm -hmm. But it, like I said, about a year or two ago, I knew that I wanted to do it full time. And so now while I'm finishing up my job and I'm, I'm finishing in August, I have decided to go full time with my photography. Uh, but as we'll probably talk about later, I'm, I'm going full time with that and starting my own legal business just to be able to work for myself in all respects. Mm -hmm. Which is super exciting. And I think, yeah, I love that you kind of had this moment of, oh, well, I can just stop what I'm doing now and carry on with this thing that I'm really passionate about, but you just stuck at it. And Karen, I think there's such significance in finishing something, isn't there? Of like starting what you, finishing what you started, sorry, and just, yeah, 
carrying on with what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's actually really, really true, Alice, because, you know, I, I, I admire other photographers who have worked full time and then they just have like that moment where they're like, uh -huh. hey, I'm going to put in my two weeks and I'm going to go full time with this. And I, I completely respect that and that's honorable. Um, but I'm just in a position, you know, with my legal career and it's, it's a small bar here in Montana. I didn't want to burn any bridges. I love what I do. And so it was one of those, I have a position that's temporary. So it was a two year position after law school. And I, I just knew that I could do it for two years and I could stick it out. And it was a good transition job out of law school for me to figure out if I wanted to do law mm -hmm. full time or if I wanted to be an entrepreneur and run my own businesses. And so again, fate stepped in and it was perfect for me because it helped me realize that it wasn't the path for me at this point in my life. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really happy with my decision to not go to a firm and I'm really happy with my decision to continue photography at least for the next few years and see where it goes. And also to open my own firm in, in the interim and really see if that comes to fruition and what that looks like in a year or two. Yeah, and I think probably one of the big questions that's running around in my head after everything you've said, which I'm sure anyone's <laughs> listening is thinking of too, is like, how do you do it? Like, I think I said on your Instagram, like, I was giving you a stalk earlier, and it was like, last year you did like 20-something weddings, photographed 70-something families, like, and I feel like for a full-time photographer, that would be busy enough, but like, you worked full-time along the side. What, what's, obviously, there's no secret. How do you create rest? How do you create balance? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I get asked this question <laughs> constantly. Honestly, it was like my I, big thing to ask. I was like, how does she do it? I wish I had an answer, but I'll just kind of tell the listeners and you like where, like how I do it, I guess. And it's it's had its ups and downs, don't get me wrong. I think being an entrepreneur and running your own business is like trial and error throughout. And so you you will constantly, you will hustle, hustle, hustle. And then you'll realize, okay, working from a place of hustle instead of working from a place of rest isn't efficient. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm multitasking and not getting things done uh, in an efficient manner. So for me, I think when you have a full-time job, it really allows you to be effective with your time management. Because in all honesty, I can only do so much in the evenings and I can only do so much on the weekends. And so I've structured my photography business to do certain things like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evening. And then now I used to not have a cutoff and I'm, I'm very open about that. So I, I did used to work till like midnight sometimes. And that was kind of how I ran myself into the ground a few years ago and struggled with deciding if I wanted to continue with photography, I think because I was just working so much. Um, but now I'm at a, now I'm at a place where I'm able to get work done like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evenings. And sometimes some weeks I've got certain things going on in those evenings that it gets shuffled around, but I work primarily from like 5:30 to 8 PM, um, on my business. And then I schedule all of my photography sessions on the weekends. And I am like, time is money. So I, you know, weddings during wedding season, um, that in Montana, it's about June 
till about September. We, I have weddings every Saturday, so that's just a given. And then I uh, schedule other sessions like senior sessions, family sessions, um, other portrait sessions on Sundays. And then, you know, when it, when it starts getting busy season in Montana, I just, it's, you just know it's pedal to the metal for about four months and I'm just constantly working. Um, so I've really learned in the past few years that I try to get a lot of back end work done during what I like to call the off season. So that's actually now we're kind of coming to the end of off season here in Montana. And so I get a lot of, um, pre-work done on blogging and emailing, email marketing, setting up my clients, uh, client meetings, setting up portrait sessions, get everything outlined. Calendaring is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I talked to someone the other day and I said, you know, I calendar my personal time. <laughs> so instead of just being like, oh, what am I going to do this evening? I like know what I'm going to do all day, every day. Uh-huh. And so I think my friends and family, it's taken them a while to realize my scheduling and they don't work that way. But after a few years, they've realized that, okay, well, if I want to get on Paige's calendar and I want, you know, I, I try to do this as well. I need to hang out with this person and this person and give them time to maintain that relationship. Then I schedule that into my calendar as well. Yeah. And I so agree with what you said that like, I think as entrepreneurs, our most precious thing is time. I think mm-hmm. we can fall into the trap of thinking it's money or resources or anything like that. But like our time is seriously like the most important thing we have. Um, totally. And just to add like a little bit more, like you said, time is so important. So uh, obviously when I I built my business and it, it continues to grow each and every day, which I'm so fortunate for and I love, uh, outsourcing has been my best friend. So I don't do everything, uh, and I like telling my friends that now, who ask, or other photographers in the area or small businesses, they're like, how do you do it all? I'm like, well, secret, I don't do it all. all. (laughs) Um, They think I'm wearing every hat because I am the face of my brand, my name is everywhere, uh, my I'm the one who looks like I'm posting everything. I'm not. I have a phenomenal assistant um, who's also my assistant photographer. And then she is a virtual assistant and works from home and does a bunch of stuff. And then I also kind of have a second virtual assistant who does like all my graphic designing, all my emailing, all my Facebook posts. Um, and so I, I've got good help out there. And for photography, I think the very first thing you should always start outsourcing is your editing. So when you're to a point where you can outsource your editing, I did that like three years ago. I just said I don't have 40 extra hours in the week to edit my weddings, um, but I still want to maintain the same client experiences for my wedding clients, which is getting their photos back ASAP. Mm -hmm. And so it was a no-brainer for me to hire an editor and outsource my editing. So I've just, like you said, time is money. And so I do the 50 to a hundred dollar an hour jobs. And when I need someone to take over the 10 to 20 to 30 hour jobs, I just hire someone to do it. Yeah. And I love how much you're talking about efficiency because I think as small business (laughs) owners and entrepreneurs and whatever, like efficiency is our key to success. Um, with you, obviously, you coach photographers and are now kind of from your point of success are helping others to do the same. What kind of 
barriers do you see them face? Is it often a lack of efficiency? Are there different processes or strategies that you tend to teach them? What does that look like? Yeah, so I think the very first step is figuring out what you're passionate about. So I think people think they can do everything and that they're passionate about everything. But as I start having conversations with small businesses and photographers, I really figure out like what they love to do. And so they should be doing what they love to do and all the other hats in their business that they think they should be wearing need to go to other people. And so we really just funnel it for them and that will make them more successful because if you are a business owner and you're focused on what you love and in, and what you know how to get your creative juices flowing and you can delegate and outsource tasks that are you know mind-numbing to you and that you dislike doing you will one be a happier entrepreneur and two be much more successful um, because the business that you're building out from a place of happiness instead of thinking that you don't love what you know you don't love what you're doing so mm -hmm. yeah I think that is that's the starting point for sure yeah, would that be a common kind of, I guess, block or issue that you see a lot of the clients or the entrepreneurs that you work with face? Is there something that you wish you could kind of have every single entrepreneur understand and grasp within how they're running their business? No, I think, I think it's a common theme in terms of they understand that there's tasks that they dislike doing. Mm -hmm. And so they're, or that they're frustrated with, not that they know they dislike doing it, but maybe they don't even know how to do it. So people all the mm -hmm. time are like, I don't know how to do social media. I don't understand it. Why are people so good at it? And why am I bad at it? So again, that's coming from a mindset of being unhappy with that specific task. Uh -huh. So potentially, if that's the thing, um, I think in this virtual online service world that we now have um, and product-based companies, everything's pretty much online now. So whatever business you run, there are so many people out there that do a very niche thing mm -hmm. and can help you do it. Yeah. But people just, they're so, and I, I get this because I come from uh, you know, blue collar worker family who they just want to keep the money for themselves. And it's important that they do everything and they save, save, save. And I get that, but you can't do it nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like there's only 24 hours in every day. And so you need to focus on the, you know, six to eight hours that you work every day doing something that you love and being very successful at that and letting other people do mm -hmm. it. So common theme there is businesses like they know what they love and they have this creative vision on how to do it but they're frustrated because they don't have enough time in the day to do everything and they don't know how to do some tasks and they if everything's online so they see all these other businesses doing something and they're like stuck on well how do I do that how do I create that mm -hmm. um so when I'm coaching other businesses and photographers, I just try to give them very simple steps to get started. 
um, and how to outsource. I have lots of good vendor recommendations, uh, lots of good virtual assistant recommendations. And so I think that's the, the place to get started for most businesses. Yeah, and like you were mentioning in there, I think every successful entrepreneur has that moment of going from doing everything themselves to realizing mm-hmm. I'm going to have to outsource something or something's going to fail. Like myself and my yeah. business are going to break down because there's mm-hmm. only so much you can do. And I think it's so true that you can get to a point of being busy all the time. But once you outsource something, say, as you said, you outsource your editing, that gives you another 20 hours a week. And within those 20 hours, you can be doing X, yeah. Y, and Z that's going to grow your business. And I totally. think there's always that moment, isn't there, of like letting go of control and giving it to someone else to do is always daunting. Oh, yes. The control factor. <laughs> we all have it because it's our businesses and we want it a certain way. And, oh, Alice, I struggle from that. I am like what people have called me is a type double A person who like I have so many control issues, but it has been just refreshing to let go of some of that control And I honestly just feel like a happier person. I'm able to implement more personal time into my week, which I think doing like something mindless. um, And when I use the term mindless, I say like doing something where you're not thinking about your business. Mm -hmm. And so just doing something for you and you won't have time to do that. And you'll consistently lose time in your weeks to do something that, refreshes you recharges you and gets you back to a you know gets you back to the bottom line instead of consistently firing your brain 24 7 you need to you need to lower that fire and get yourself to a place of rest where you can you can work effectively and efficiently again yeah so yeah and I wonder (laughs) if any of that stems around how much in the small business entrepreneur world we throw on the word hustle And I hate that word with a passion because to me, when I hear that, I just think, oh, I need to be working harder. I need to be running all the time, doing all this stuff, rushed off my feet, like fully like overwhelmed with work. But I think, like you said, it doesn't have to be like that. And it's kind of our choice as entrepreneurs, what our businesses look like and how we play a role within that. run around so much and then it has gotten such a bad connotation because people think they need to hustle 24-7. And I usually term it as work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. So I'm one of those entrepreneurs, again, just like trying to practice what I preach here. You know, I I do work hard. And I've told you the steps that I that I do every week to work really hard. Um, But I also play really hard, too. And I think it's really I love traveling. I love getting on an airplane and going to different places and getting out of the Montana bubble and seeing my friends in different states and maintaining those relationships, um, traveling abroad, which I'm going to do next year while I'm not working eight to five. But yeah, I think I put those, those are my personal time, but it's like three to four days where I'm gone and I just call it playing hard. Like I work hard to play hard. And I think that if you have that vision in your business and that ultimate goal, then you can ultimately be more successful because you will want to be more efficient with your time. Yes. It's kind of seeing it in a backward way, isn't it? But it makes mm-hmm. so much sense when you're in it and when you're doing that. And it's not to say that, you know, there there's a lot of hard work. <laughs> so you, you do have to put in your time and you do, there are going to be situations where you feel like you're in over your head and you're doing too much. And that is the point where you'll know when to get help and when to start 
moving your business in a different direction or your work ethic in a different direction. Yeah, and let's talk about that kind of hard work <laughs> aspect because I love to ask people the question on the podcast of um, what's something that kind of you expected to be one way with working for yourself, running a business, etc., and it totally turned out the other way. So something like, for example, for me, I totally expected that working from home would be like the most dreamy thing ever, like I'd absolutely love it, but it turns out I'm like the most unproductive person ever and just getting a rut. <laughs> so I was wondering, is there something for you that you, in your head, when you thought, yeah, I'm going to be a freelance photographer, I'm going to do all this stuff, and then the reality was a bit different to that? Um, I think... It's this. It, so mine isn't like, oh, I'm going to work from home because I've never. I do that, but I don't like work from full, home full time, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but I think for me, it was probably, I'm just gonna love edit. Like I'm gonna love photography and being with people. And the reality was, I am behind my computer about ninety percent of my job, and only outside in the beautiful you know, surroundings of Montana and hanging out with people 10% of the time. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a hard reality for me. And again, it's funny. I just keep coming back to it. (laughs) It's, I I figured out that I love that 10%. So what can I get rid of, of that 90% behind my computer that I don't love because what I thought photography was going to be, wasn't the reality there's so much back end work. If you want your client experience to be good, you have to put in the work behind the scenes. And so I just knew that I did that for a couple of years and was like, yeah, okay, well, I don't like doing the 90%. It's uh-huh. really time to start outsourcing that. So I'm back to a, in my world, I'm back to a place of like 50, 50. Yeah. And I so love that you brought that up. It literally was on, um, maybe it was the last podcast episode I did or the one before I was saying about Um, like what I didn't expect about working for myself. And I was the same. I thought I'm going to be marketing all the time. I'm going to be on Instagram 24 seven, best thing ever. But it's like you said, when you start, you're doing 20, 20 to 10%, whatever of what you're passionate about. And the other is everything else is involved in a business. And it's so true what you say, the more you can level that to 50, 50, or even the other way, I think Mm -hmm. the more effective your business is, but also you're happier. And that's kind of priceless, isn't it? It sounds cheesy, but to be in a place where you're enjoying what you're doing as opposed to doing emails all day. <laughs> Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, and that's, that's the goal of every entrepreneur, I would hope. And I, I assume because isn't that the whole point of trying to work for yourself and run your own business is you want to be happier. Mm-hmm. So let's make you as happy as possible doing what you love. Yeah, and it's like we do it to be flexible, but somehow we're all still slaving behind a computer all day and it's like nothing's ever changed exactly well it's you doing everything one person wearing all these hats versus a a company Mm -hmm. having 50 employees and being able to delegate tasks to all 50 of them yeah and obviously you're about to in like you said in august take that transition of going from being in a business working nine to five to working for yourself how do you expect that transition to look are you looking forward to it are you a bit daunted tell us more I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm not daunted by it whatsoever. I think giving myself 40 to 50 to 60 extra hours every week to work on my business <laughs> is going to be awesome. And I, I've been, like I said, it's nice because I've been able to figure out how to run my business successfully and 
increase my income, work from a place of rest instead of hustle more while I'm working full time. And now I get all that time back. Mm. So for me, it's just really important to not be the person who's going to watch Netflix all week in bed for the first couple of weeks when I'm done working and be like, oh, well, that I've got so much time this week that I can just push that task to the next day. For me, it's going to be really, again, calendaring everything, but trying to transition my calendaring from the evenings on the weekends to mm-hmm. the weekdays. So I, I do want to be the entrepreneur who works, you know, my ideal world would be working three days a week or four days a week. And I think I can get there. And then having full days off, I don't have that right now. I have chunks of my days off. Yeah. But having full days off. So really, again, just trend. I think the one thing that I am scared about is not being efficient with my timing because I've got all this more free time and I'm not sure what to do with it, Mm -hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. And so just maintaining the same time management and efficiency that I have for the past few years and bulking that into my weekdays uh, and really utilizing that time the the best way possible. Yeah, and I guess you've been so kind of strict and regimented with your timing because you've had to have been, right? You've had mm-hmm. such limited time to work in your business that you've learned to be like super, super efficient. So it must, it's yeah. probably going to be this crazy thing of like you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I have like eight hours today to work. This is weird. Yeah, I am honestly super excited to, I am not a morning person, so I'm super excited. My goal is to sleep in until my body decides to wake up. It's like a revelation. It's amazing. (laughs) That's that I know. And I've talked to lots of entrepreneur friends about it. And that is what I'm looking forward to. But again, like still creating a to-do list every day. Maybe Mm -hmm. it doesn't have like regimented timing on when it needs to start Mm -hmm. because I don't think that's healthy for my personality. And I really, really want to take the mornings for myself I'm a night owl, so I know that, and I can work different hours, like an 11 to 6 or an 11, you know, to Mm -hmm. 5 kind of time frame versus getting up early in the morning, so that's what I'm most looking forward to. I love that, because so many of the, I've chatted with a ton of either my clients or entrepreneurs about this kind of topic, and they ask me about my work day, and I'm always like, well, I don't want to work the morning, so I'm not going to work the morning. And I think it's so easy when you've either you're surrounded by other people that are in nine to fives or you've transitioned from a nine to five. As entrepreneurs, we fall into the trap of thinking, well, everyone else is working Monday to Friday, nine to five with an hour lunch break. So that's what my day should look like, right? And I think Mm -hmm. it's such a revelation of like, when do I work best? When's my best time? When do I want to wake up? Yeah. And really, it's, it's kind of melding into what works best for Uh, you personally and also kind of what works best if you have a partnership um, you know or whatever that looks like whatever your day-to-day life looks like and for me too it's you know my partner Marco and I he is um, a golf professional and so he has kind of a different schedule as well Um, and so I want to meld my schedule better to his so that we have more time together. And right now that's just like not a possibility. Mm -hmm. We're both just working completely different hours and we, we see each other really like in the evenings and early mornings, but that's about it. So being able to also 
you know, meld my schedule into his so that his days off are my days off. That's really important as well. So like you said, not working the traditional Monday through Friday Mm -hmm. because we feel like we have to. Luckily, as entrepreneurs, we can make that decision on what's best for our family life and our day to day life. Yeah, and I totally think you should take like two Netflix days just when you stop, just when you finish as like a treat of like. <laughs> <laughs> I might. There are some shows I need to watch. <laughs> Catch back up. <laughs> um, so let's talk a bit more about what's next for you. Because obviously, having already heard more about you, you're totally multi passionate. You love law, you love small businesses, you love photography, and you're now kind of stepping into something which is a total amalgamation of all those passions, which I think is so mm-hmm. great. So tell us more about what's next for you, what your new project is. I love the word amalgamation because it's (laughs) actually exactly what I'm doing. Uh So I'm totally stealing that from you, Alice. So last, it happened about last summer. So summer of 2017, I needed to make the decision what I was going to do. So I had firms reaching out to me, asking to interview me um, after my clerkship and saying, "Do do you want a job with us? Like, are you interested? Um, and that just comes with the territory of being a clerk. And so I really had to make the decision on what I wanted to do. And it was an aha moment for me again, where I finally realized and took to heart the fact that I was going not in the traditional law route and that was not best for me. And instead was going to combine all my passions into one. So we've talked about in this podcast, my photography, which is my creative side, but also a huge part of my photography business is my passion for building a business. So I love entrepreneurship. I want to help other businesses be better entrepreneurs and be more successful. Um, and I, I, I teach that in all of my workshops. And then also I didn't want to lose my love of the law and I went to law school. So I was like, I don't want to just not, practice the law because I love practicing the law. So how can I put those together? It was easy. I'm going to start my own practice. Um, and it's really most, it's going to be what's called a virtual law office. So it's more of a online legal consulting and business consulting firm for small businesses. So it's going to include not only helping small businesses set up their businesses at the forefront legally, so choosing the right business structure and helping them set their businesses up legally, um, but also helping with taxes um, and getting their you know, tax prep. I have a lot of background um, in tax law. And so helping with that, I'm not an accountant, so of course at some points you have to outsource to an accountant, but I can get businesses set up um, for their business structure and get up set up for success so that their taxes um, are what they what is best for them personally and for their business. Mm-hmm. And then I will also be helping, yeah, with with things like trademarks and copyrights um, and just giving more like general legal information to entrepreneurs that they struggle with. The main thing with small businesses is we're creatives. So uh, and particularly, I mean, there's small businesses that they're, it's not like a creative small business world. Um, but regardless, I think all entrepreneurs have this creative vision for their business. And the last thing they want to do is legal stuff. Yes. And also legal stuff is like scary. And I get that. I think a lot of attorneys 
put out this scare tactic of like, you have to do this, you have to do this, or this is going to happen. Or no, 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 don't do this. That's bad. I am trying to kind of take that back and create a different outlook on the law. I want to make it less scary and more fun and more uh, easily understandable to the masses of entrepreneurs. Um, that's kind of my overriding goal with the legal page. Which is super exciting and I love that. I was just thinking when you were talking about that, obviously that's such a different clientele and such a different form to what your current photography business is going to look like. But I think it's yeah. so interesting because your ideal client is pretty much like yourself, right? Just someone exactly. that's running a business, entrepreneur, and so it must just feel so so natural and so normal. It does, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's natural, it's normal, it, it made sense. So why not? I'm, I'm trying it, I'm putting myself out there. Uh, this year I'm in Jenna Kutcher's mastermind group with about 25 other female entrepreneurs that are super, super successful and really awesome. And they really helped me hone in on what I can do to help other entrepreneurs. So the the beauty of this legal page is, is I'm not just starting it tomorrow. So I really can't launch the legal page until because I'm already working eight to five. And so, and I have a, a legal job and as lawyers, we have uh, ethical and professional responsibility standards. So I, I'm not launching my services until 2018. And right now, just kind of build, building my following, letting people know what I'm going to do. And the, like I said, the beauty of it is, is I get to ask everyone what their needs are. Mm -hmm. What do you want? What, what can, what services can I provide to you? that are going to be beneficial to you instead of me thinking about, Oh yeah, they need this. They need this. They need to do this. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't think that's the way to run a virtual law office or be a lawyer helping entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I know how an entrepreneur works. Uh -huh. And so I want, I want to be heard and I want them to know what my business looks like. And every business looks different and everybody runs their business differently. So being able to help them help themselves, but in a place of feeling protected and confident with their business instead of feeling scared to do anything legal. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned your mastermind with Jenna because that was totally something I was going to ask you about. Like, I love Jenna Kutcher. I think she's incredible. <laughs> so tell us more about that. What? Because obviously masterminds are a big investment and a big decision for a lot of entrepreneurs. What really grabbed your attention with it? What's the process been like? Would you recommend joining one to others? Tell us more. Oh, I'm so glad you asked me this. And I'm sure Jenna will be glad as well. And I'll point her to your podcast. Um, Jenna is amazing and I think we all follow her on social media. She's the guru of all gurus. She knows, um, her brand. She knows who she is. She stands her ground. She preaches the most beautiful messages of self-empowerment, self-love, um, for your body. And then she also is so good at taking other businesses and turning them on their heads and really figuring out what's working, what's not working, and let's make you successful. Uh -huh. She puts heart into everything, and you sh it's just amazing. I just knew she was the one that I wanted to learn from. Uh, I also saw a lot of myself in her, and I 
I've, you know, you, I think you should always be mentored by someone that you want to be like, uh-huh. like someone that helps you reach for the stars and makes you want to be a better business owner. And she did that for me. So I had consistently watched her Instagram posts and Facebook posts and kept asking her like last year in 2017, she did her own mastermind. And so I knew she was doing it. And I was like the secret follower on the side that was like, okay, are you going to do your own? Are you going to run your own? When are you going to do it? When is it launching? Can I be the first person to know? (laughs) I probably was kind of annoying. Um, But she ended up doing one and Woof, I saw the price tag and was taken aback. That's for sure. I just, I, I was like, how am I going to do this? And it really hit me that I need to treat this like I'm taking a business class mm-hmm. at a university. And how much would that cost? And then add on top of that one-on-one time with an extremely successful business owner, learning from someone who I want to be like someday and having the opportunity to combine forces with 25 other female business owners. And that was the hook for me. So putting all of those things into a bundle and thinking of it like a business course, the money was kind of a no brainer. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to get back that money in a year or two, and it was going to help me take my business from good to great. And the mastermind has been awesome. I cannot say enough good things about it. So we met up in January um, at our first retreat, and it was a really great time for us all. Jenna just really gave us the space. Instead of lecturing at us all the time for that retreat, she really gave us a ton of extra time and space to get to know each other and figure out what everyone's strengths were and how we could help one another. And you know, some people were really good at email marketing. Some people were really good at funnels. Some people were really good at opt-ins. Some people were really good at just selling products and talking. Some people were good at podcasts. Um, some people were just phenomenal at like in-person sales. Uh-huh. So everyone had a different strength and now it's been amazing because we have a slack channel i don't know if you've heard of slack but it's like messaging app for groups and so it allows groups to communicate 24 7 and we all have one slack channel and we're constantly helping each other everyone shares their hearts and what they're doing and what they're struggling with and okay i put it i put out this opt-in it's not working what do you guys suggest to make it better uh Mm. so jenna's like the head and the umbrella of everything and her team is also involved which is fabulous we get access to her like bomb team um for all of 2018 but then we've created you know 24 more relationships with female entrepreneurs and we're going to have those friendships for a lifetime and we're going to continue helping each other and I'm so so excited about that so I'm in March I'm in month three of the mastermind and I'm not I've got nine more months so I cannot recommend it enough to people find a mastermind as an entrepreneur too, I don't, I don't think as a small business and an entrepreneur nowadays in, you know, going into like 2020, I, I, you can't learn this stuff from a traditional Uh business course at a university. You just can't. 
Like I've been to university. I've taken business classes. I went to law school. Like I, I know what like learning from a book is and you just can't do it. I, I, I think going to college is still a great idea for some people, but for others, you can't be successful unless you're learning from people who've done it and gone through, you know, failures and then mm -hmm. learn from those failures on online businesses and made them into successes. So I would highly, highly recommend it and just try to find your mentor that you look up to and want to be and the person that's kind of doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. uh, but better than you. <laughs> yeah, and I think that community is invaluable really. I think as everything becomes more digital and online, there's an online course for everything. We can just be sat in our, offices wherever behind our computers and never connect with anyone and actually right. as an entrepreneur I think it's totally invaluable to connect with people who like you said are where you want to be and are where you are now because I think the support and like you said having that community where people give you advice to kind of tell you the stuff that you don't always want to tell yourself encourage you when you can't yeah. see what you're doing right I think that's I think that's worth it in itself let alone obviously the incredible kind of mentoring <laughs> that you get as well yeah, exactly. And for the legal page as well, you know, like I, the, the timeline was perfect for me. So I knew net last summer that I wanted to create the legal page. I didn't know what it looked like. It was this idea in my head. And, and then Jenna said, Oh, I'm having this mastermind with all these other entrepreneurs. And I was like, yes, I can use all of their beautiful minds and figure out what the legal page is going to look like. And that's what I've done. And it's also beautiful because, again, I can't launch my business um, taking and paying clients. It's already like up and I want people to follow me and create this um, community of legal pagers, I guess. I don't know what I'm going to call them yet. <laughs> um, but it's beautiful because I am able to give a lot right now to these entrepreneurs and give my thoughts and give my ideas and help them with whatever they need. Um, I'm helping people like these, these clients in particular, I'm, I'm helping them with legal questions, um, pro bono on the side and just really like trying to make their businesses the best they can be. They're doing a lot of online courses right now. They're launching a lot of products and a lot of online services. And so really being their biggest cheerleader right now, mm -hmm. and then the goal, and everybody knows this, and it's so open in the mastermind community that I don't really need a lot of support right now, but I will need a lot in September and mm -hmm. October. And so again, it's just like, it's wonderful. It's this beautiful timeline and trajectory of my life for the past couple years of this is where I was supposed to be and I was supposed to be in this mastermind and now I know that these ladies are going to help me succeed come the end of 2018 and I cannot wait to see what the legal page looks like by that point. Yeah, and I think just from what you were saying then, I always have this idea in business that we should be like a compass and it's so mm -hmm. true in what you're doing, like you've totally, I say encompassed, but that's not me trying to like make a pun out of it. Um, <laughs> same because you've like, you've got the people above you that you look up to and you want to be where they are, like Jenna or other people that you're connected with. You've got a ton of other businesses and the mastermind that are on the same level as you, who you feed into and kind of get stuff from. Mm -hmm. And then obviously your clients through the legal page, they're the people below you. They're the businesses that you're helping to coach and set up. and. I just think that's great. You've got kind of all those different approaches of businesses around you. Yeah, I really do. And I, I just, you never see where your life is going to go. 
And I think it's definitely all about the journey and not about the destination. And I'm only 26 years old, throwing that out there. Uh, so I'll be 27 in June. I've done a lot with my life and I've always, you know, I think growing up, I always thought it was all about the destination. Like, what are you going to be when you grow up? That's Mm -hmm. about the destination. That's not about the journey. And the journey is such a beautiful process. And it's taken me a lot of self-reflection and a lot of time to just grow up and figure out what made me the happiest. And along that line, I realized it's really feeling every step of the journey and realizing that where you're at is where you're supposed to be in that moment. And that thing, you know, success and what you define success to be is going to come from that. And you might not be where you're at right now, but fate, I'm again, fate is Uh like going to lead you in the direction of making a happy, beautiful, successful life for whatever you subjectively define that to be. Yeah, which I think is an amazing and kind of beautiful point to end on that kind of after everything we said about growing a business and being an entrepreneur, actually, that's what it's about. It's doing something that you love and being content in that. I could seriously sit down in conversation with you all day. I have like so many questions <laughs> in my head, but I'm like, this is long enough. <laughs> Thank Maybe you we'll have for you having a, me. Maybe we'll have you in a year's time when we see where the legal page has got to. And I think that'd be Oh, I love fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, so Some obviously I'll shove all your links in the show notes, but just tell people a bit more about where you'd like them to find you. Where do you want to get connected with people if they want to know more? Yeah, so people can connect with me at the legal page and P-A-I-G-E dot com. So that's my primary website for uh, my new legal consulting and business consulting firm. And then you can find me on Instagram at the legal page and on Facebook backslash the legal page. Perfect. Very easy. No yes. And there. I've got some freebies. I've got some awesome freebies up on the website right now. Um, so if you want to go check out those freebies, you can get some awesome, sweet downloads. Wonderful. So I have them all linked at show notes and people know where to find those. And I think it'll be amazing just to follow the journey of the legal page and just see what you do with that. You've obviously been so successful in your other business. And then, yeah, it's exciting to kind of witness this at the start of that journey and see where that's going to take you. Well, thank you so much, Alice. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. I just found so much value and inspiration in Paige's story and what she had to say about how she manages the balance of so much going on in her world um, and how she manages to, you know, continue pursuing efficiency in all that she's doing in her business and even the small things that she does that I think make such a big difference. So I hope that you found that valuable and interesting and I would love if off the back of this episode you went and connected with more of what Paige is about. So you can find links in the show notes to her photography Instagram and her photography website where whether you're looking for a photography photographer or maybe you want education if you're a photographer you can find all of that stuff over there Um, and also what she was talking about her new project which is launching later this year the legal page you can connect with that now she's already got an instagram running there's a great website you can get some really great freebies on there and so head to the links for the legal page as well check them out connect with her and yeah just go and give her some love i would really really love that so you can find all of the show notes at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash efficient so that's 
super simple. If you can't remember it, head to my Instagram bio and there'll be a link there. Um, so go and check out all pages links, look at what she's doing, see if there's anything there that you want to connect with. And that would be amazing. As always, let me know if there's anyone you'd love to hear from next on the show or any topics you really want to hear talked about. But until next time, we'll speak soon.